all the people that were took part in this, I know they're way more confident now in being able to share their faith with their friends, their local families. And so the impact of this event, it goes way beyond the seven students that came to Christ. It goes to all those believers who are trained and equipped to share their faith in their local communities. And I think that's, that's just going to have an impact for years to come. Hey, friends, this is Ibrahim with Engage Your World. And today we have a special guest from Horatio Christie. His name is Travis Pelletier. Travis, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, yes, we're quite pleased to have you today, brother. If you think sharing your faith with someone in a dark alley is scary, try witnessing to someone on a university campus. Well, maybe it's not that scary, but it can be downright intimidating. You just never know who you're going to run into or what questions may surface during a spiritual conversation. Most things that you try for the first time will be scary. On the other hand, sharing Christ with others on campus can also be an exciting and rewarding experience. Today, we are continuing our coverage of a recent Engage You outreach held just a few weeks ago. Matt, Trish, Bob, and Greg, and other members of Engage 360 collaborated with campus ministries, students, and community volunteers for a fabulous time of evangelism and outreach at the University of Maine's flagship campus located in the center of the state in Orono. So, Travis, we're just excited to have you on the show today. Uh, it's kind of a follow-up from a previous uh, segment you did with Matt and Jordan uh, a while back prior to the current event that we're going to be discussing today. A while back you were on the show and we're just glad to have you back again. Could you tell us a little bit more about your background with your current ministry that you serve with on campus? Yeah, sure. So uh, my personal background is I was raised in a Christian home and like so many other uh, Christian youth, I went to college and walked away from my faith for several reasons. And it was through people who had good answers to the tough questions, through people that had good evidence for God and, and for Christianity. It was through their uh, their work that I came back to Christ. And so since then, God's given me a passion for doing the same thing and trying to give young people good answers to the tough questions, give them reasons for Christ. And that is what the organization I'm with, Ratio Christi, that is what uh, we do. Ratio Christi means the reason of Christ. And what we do is we go on college campuses and give people reasons for following Christ. Do you prefer the ratio? Are you supposed to roll the R? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't. I don't give people a hard time over the specific pronunciation. That I, you know, some people say ratio, some people say ratio. It reminds me. You remember that show Ratatouille? I don't know if you uh, saw that cartoon, kids cartoon. Oh <laughs> yes, I did. Yep. <laughs> is it a Latin term? Like, why do you pronounce it ratio? Yeah, it is. A, it is a Latin term. It means uh, the reason of Christ. Yep. That seems like such an appropriate ministry for such a time as this, because in the marketplace of ideas, there are a lot of challenging ideas that are tending to undermine the faith of young people, unsuspecting young Christians, right? Absolutely. Yeah. They come to college campus and they're going to be immediately um, confronted with a, a huge range of different idea, ideas that will often uh, try to weaken their faith in Christianity, or at least in, in the Bible. And for that reason alone, it's important to not be a Lone Ranger Christian on campus. Make sure you're connecting with other Christians and getting involved with clubs like Ratio Christi and others that allow you to become discipled and to have a healthy environment to, to kind of bounce ideas off with. Now, Matt Schmidt was supposed to be in this interview with me today, Travis. Uh, however, he had some technical difficulties. He's in the Midwest, 
and we had trouble connecting. So he's actually texting me questions right now in the process of this interview. So if it comes off awkwardly, then you'll know why. <laughs> so as we wait for some of the questions to come in, we'll ask about the sort of conversations you have with your club members through Ratio Christi, and then we'll discuss what was one of your favorite conversations while serving at the outreach event with Engage360. So that'll give us some good background into what you do there on a day-to-day -day basis. Following that, we'll transition into the Engage You event on your campus and the role that you played on the ground as our point person. Tell us about a few conversations that were really impactful. Maybe one, just to start with, uh, the, one of your favorites. Oh, uh, oh, there's so many. It's hard to pick one. Um, well, it's it's uh, amazing. I just had a conversation with uh, a young lady about a week and a half ago who's been coming to our clubs for about a year. And she told me that coming to the Ratio Christi Club was one of the most uh, impactful. She called it the central defining moment of her faith because before she came to the club, she wasn't sure what she believed and it made it really hard for her to get involved. She didn't attend church or go to other any other Christian groups, primarily because she didn't know she believed any of it. And then after joining Ratio Christi, she realized how much evidence and good reason there was for following Christ, and it gave her a solid foundation. And now she's very active in local in Christian clubs in the church, and she's uh, really excited to help bring others closer to Christ. And that's through just through a, a really um, simple look at the evidence. So that's one uh impactful conversation that we had. Young people need to know what they believe and why they believe it. And then to go further in their growth, they need to become conversant with sharing their faith with others. And I think that's how they become more mature Christians. So your comments are certainly on par with what we're trying to accomplish through Engage360. It's one thing to understand what you believe, why you believe it, and to grow in that area, but also to apply it in some ways. And we recently had our team of Engage360 Ministries up there in Maine, and we were assisting your team on campus. And what was that experience like for you? Oh, that was amazing. Um, yeah, we had several, well, I think a total of probably 10 to 15 people, depending on the time, out on the sidewalk having conversations with just students walking by. And it was I mean, the most constant comment we got from the volunteers that came to help was, you know, they were amazed at how open the students were to, con to have a, having a gospel conversation. And over and over again, I would be having a conversation with someone. You could see them soften to the truth of Scripture and to the truth of the gospel just through a very easy, um, not pressured, a very relaxed conversation with them. I had one conversation with a young atheist, and I kind of asked him what he believed about things. He says, well, actually, my whole, my family is all Muslim. I was like, oh, wow. So uh, what do your parents think of you being an atheist? And he said, oh, they don't know. You know, they have no idea and they'll never know. <laughs> oh, wow. And so we started talking for a while and I, I gave him some of the evidence for God and uh, he really had never considered it. And he found it very, very interesting. And then we talked about the evidence for the Christian faith and and we talked about the evidence for who Jesus is, and it really, I mean, you could see him processing these things that he never had before. Mm -hmm. um, and he left the conversation with me after about, you know, a good hour long conversation. And then he came back for another conversation uh, with one of the other volunteers. And he actually ended up talking to four or five people because he was so um so interested in what we were doing. And that's just one. I mean, we, we had over 50 hour long conversations with different students. So 
that was just one conversation with one student. Uh, we had we had many many like. So would you say for the student who has joined your club and is involved in these sorts of activities, how would you say that would help them grow in their faith? Yeah, well, there it's so often that a student leaves high school, comes to college, and they they experience these challenging ideas that really make them question what they believe. And oftentimes that sort of doubt will paralyze a student in the sense that they don't know what they believe. And so they don't get super active in their faith. They don't share it very much and they don't talk about it much. And they certainly, you know, don't get involved with evangelism because they don't know what they believe in the first place. And I found it really exciting to see as soon as you give them good, real reasons that they can be confident that Christianity is true uh, and give them some basic training like what E360 did. It, was, it, it wasn't super complicated to give them really good basic principles of how to share your faith. Um, and you give this to them. And it's amazing seeing them become excited to, to share their faith and be able to give reasons for what they believe. And it's exciting to see young people getting engaged because they're the ones that are on the front lines, essentially, right? Dealing with the new ideas, dealing with the new trends. You yep. know, they, they have a lot to negotiate more so than people, you know, 30s and 40s and so forth. So they're constantly on the edge of having to deal with challenging ideas and uh, groups and sorts of things like that on campus. Absolutely. I mean, they're they're put into classes where their faith is being directly challenged. Um, and uh, it's, it's not quite the same as, you know, an adult who works a, a full time job and they never talk about spiritual things. It's not that's not what most students experience. They go to campus and they have, you know, five or six classes and 30 percent of those classes will have teachers that really are, uh, you know, challenging what they believe and making them question some of the things they believe. So would you say this this was a successful event in your opinion? Oh, it was the event was just mind-blowingly successful for me. It, um I can't I can't overstate that. We had we reached over 300 students just in conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said we had over 50 in-depth conversations. Seven people came to Christ. Um Wow. It was uh my 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 mind is still trying to process how much we got to see God work through that, and and I can't wait. We're already I'm we're already wanting to plan doing it again next year because it was such an incredible event. And it wasn't just the the good conversations and the salvations that came through it. It was seeing we had about I think total of fourteen people from the community that came in and actually got involved in their local community sharing their faith. And and that was exciting. I mean, it's, it's one thing for someone to show up to a training event. I mean, that happened you when know, people come for training, mm-hmm. but then for 15 of those or 14 of those people that actually come on campus and actually go into the firing zone and engage people with good conversations. Um, that was just exciting to me. And, you know, and, and the thing is once they did it, the overall consensus and the response was, wow, that actually was really, it's really easy to have a, a in-depth conversation. These people are open to these conversations. So um, it was just a very, very positive experience of reaching people with the gospel, of getting believers involved with sharing the gospel. Um, yeah, it was it was amazing. You know, you just read my mind. That was one of the questions I was going to ask is, you know, what was the sort of feedback from people in the local area who participated? Because I understand there's a, a sort of a, a darkness there, essentially, when it comes to spiritual conversations and influence in the area. Is that correct? Yes, that is, that is correct. There's a lot of, uh, well, I mean, it's very, very secular. Um, the, you know, you're in the, when you're in the southern, the southern U.S., especially the southeastern U.S., if you're on campus, just from conversations with Matt, 
you know, they said about 80% of the students will at least say they're Christian. Mm -hmm. And of course, not all of them believe, but um, up here in Northern Maine, you're talking maybe 20% of the students will even say, claim to be Christian of any sort. Um, But in spite of that, these young people are still, they're still open to conversation. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that's something that the event showed, showed very clearly was just because Maine is secular doesn't mean that the, the, the individuals aren't open to talking about who Christ is and the evidence for God. Would you say that those participants in the local community, I understand they were excited. They gave you some good feedback. Do you think they would be willing to participate in the future? Oh, absolutely. I'm very certain they would. They, they, I don't, I don't know of any of them that had a negative experience. And I mean, many of the people that came back were really pumped up about the event. They were just so excited they were able to take part in it. So um, I'm fairly confident that a good number of them would definitely rebate again next year. What were some key aspects that made this event so successful? Well, I think the strategy that was used was very, very effective. So first off, we used a whiteboard. So basically, you'd stand on the street with a whiteboard with a provocative question on it. So you'd use a question like, can any one religion be true? And then you'd see a student walk by and kind of look at it, and you could tell they were interested. So you just ask the student, hey, what do you think about it? And the strategy was primarily using questions to to understand where the student's coming from, what they believe, and then find a an easy and natural way to present the gospel, which is fairly simple to do when you're already having a spiritual conversation. Mm-hmm. So I think that strategy of using the whiteboard and questions to start the conversation and using questions to advance the conversation towards the gospel, um, it just made for very, very easy spiritual conversations. So I think that was that was great. Um, I think another thing that made it very effective was the fact that we did the training session several months ago. So several months ago, E360 came up to Maine and did a, a evangelism training seminar that didn't just teach how to share the gospel, but it gave the people that attended a chance to actually practice doing it through role play and things like that. My and understanding I, is they hated that, right? Oh, well, <laughs> some of them, right? <laughs> uh, some of them did. Well, what one man said was, I hate it, but I need this so badly. <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. medicine, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of awkward if you're trying to, if you've never shared the gospel and you try for the first time, what you're going to find is you stumble over your words, you get your tongue twisted. And so it's going to be awkward the first few times. But what's amazing, and this is something else that the participants said, is every single time you do it, even if it's just practice, you know, even if it's not with a real conversation, just practicing, every time you do it, it gets easier and you're more clear and you're more confident. Mm-hmm. And so through that training event, we practiced, I think, three or four times uh, we got to role play and practice sharing the gospel. And uh, the attendees said, I feel way more confident that if I met someone in the street, I could actually share the gospel with them because I've actually had a chance to practice. So practice makes perfect, right? <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that absolutely applies to evangelism. You, you need, if you've never practiced sharing your faith and then once in 10 years, an opportunity shows up, well, you're going to struggle a bit because you don't have any practice. Um, whereas if you make a point of even just using a role play, practicing with a friend, you know, um, who's a, who's also a Christian, if you make a point of practicing it, then when the opportunity comes up, you'll be far more prepared to actually take advantage of the opportunity. What would you do differently if you had to do all over again? I'm sure you guys learned a lot of lessons and maybe there was some uh, areas where you thought you could have planned it better or what have you. What would you suggest? 
Um, what I would say is uh, if I were to do something differently next time, I would be more prepared for the success that we had. So um, I don't think I was ready for the number of students that wanted to be contacted and that accepted Christ and needed follow up. And so um, when I get that big, long list, uh, it was it was a bit overwhelming, you know, but that's a good problem. <laughs> that's a good problem to have. So, yeah. <laughs> and I think if I did it again, I would have people in place and a structure in place for contacting all those students immediately because it ended up taking, you know, several days. Um, and for a couple of students, take over a week for me to get back to them. So that's something that I would definitely try and put in place is a, a better structure for contacting those who have good conversations. So you've been the chief liaison, the point person between Engage 360 and Ratio Christi in, in terms of these events, Engage You, and you've had to essentially contact people. Tell us a little bit about what went on when you contacted people to get them to sign up and what have you. You mean to sign up for the training or? Uh, to come out to the event, to this recent event in September. Yeah, so we basically used uh, the local church and local pastors to advertise the event. We sent out, obviously, we sent out emails to everyone that came to the training event earlier, and then we contacted a bunch of local pastors and let everyone at, who was at the training also know, um, hey, we're having this event on campus, come out to share your faith, and that's basically how we contacted people to come out to the event. And that's been one of the challenges, I think, logistically speaking, when outreach events do take place, oftentimes there's no one to follow up, one. And then secondly, even if there is someone to follow up, where are the churches? Because not everyone is from the same area in that state, yeah. for example. Yeah. One one difficulty that is somewhat unique to where we are is that the university is about 20 miles from a major town. So Orono is, well, I should say about 20 minutes anyway. And there are no churches within walking distance of Orono. So if you're a student at Orono, and you don't have a vehicle, then you don't go to church because okay. there's no church you can walk to. And I've actually had a really hard time finding a, a way to get students to churches. Um, I, I'm, I haven't found a church yet that has any sort of busing program I see. Um, or any vehicle ride place. And so that is that is a particular challenge of the area. And I'm sure wherever this these events go on, there will be unique challenges to those areas. But that, that's one of the tough ones around here. What sort of feedback would you provide for Engage360 concerning this event? You mean positive or negative? Either one. Well, I'd say positive. I think the training is one of the most effective training events I've ever been at for evangelism. And I've been at quite a few. So um, I think it was excellent. I think the implementation on campus was absolutely amazing. Um, it, I had I know Matt I know I know Matt and Greg and I know they're effective evangelists so I had high expectations and it just blew my expectations out of the water so it was an absolutely amazing implementation. Um, I would say uh, things we can do better. I think if we can keep if we can continue the contact with training over an extended period. So for example, we had the training event uh, and then there are several months between the training event and the on-campus event. And I think if we can offer more training, maybe online, and I, I, I think you guys have something planned for doing that. Is yes, that correct? we're in the process of building that currently. Yes. Yeah, so that's that. So then you're already on top of what I what I say would be even better is we could offer more training in that period so that people are refreshed in what they learned. I think that that's great. And the cool thing about that is it's going to allow for communities to be developed so that at those churches or various places in the surrounding communities. 
people can continue to encourage one another and equip one another as they await those events while they're online and what have you. So that's kind of the bigger picture. So it's it's great that you noticed that there was a need for that. Yep, absolutely. All right. Let me see if I have anything else to ask because uh, I ran out of questions. <laughs> oh, I understand you guys did an interview, a radio interview this time, did you? Uh, yes, we did. Before the event, we went on to uh, WHCF. It's a radio station out of Cross Point Church in Bangor, Maine, and they allowed us to come on and just advertise what we're doing. And we did get uh, some people show up from that radio interview. So, yeah, it's it was a great opportunity. And I think if anyone is doing this event in the future at different universities, it'd be worth checking into local radio station and seeing if they'd be willing to let you advertise briefly. That's a great way to get the word out. Yeah, for sure. Have you? Do you have any students in your at your university that were in the event, involved with the event, and what have they said as a result? Yeah, the the result has been very similar to my comments in the sense that they're blown away by how successful it was. It's it's you know up here in Maine, evangelism is a long process. People are they're secular. They know just enough about Christianity to know they don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> and so evangelism takes a while, you know, you, you meet with people, they get to know you, there's a relationship building, you share the gospel, you answer their questions, you meet again. And, you know, over a period of months and sometimes years that, you know, people come to Christ and it's amazing to see God work. And mm-hmm. so with street evangelism, where you're just meeting people briefly, um, you know, I've only ever seen two or three people come to Christ in my entire life through that. And that's with, you know, really what I consider really gifted evangelists on the street. Mm-hmm. And so to have seven people in three days on campus, it just shows me that uh, that the Holy Spirit was moving and that uh, God was working through the people there and that the training and the tactics that were being implemented were effective. So it's just a great event. So the main takeaway for you from this uh, entire event and this experience, what would be your main takeaway? What was most impactful and how would you encourage students to get involved and even uh, people in the communities, whether they're in their 50s, 60s, 70s. I understand you all had some people in their 80s. So yeah. uh, what would you do? What was the main thing that you would use to encourage or what was most influential to you? What was most influential was seeing local believers get engaged. It is so difficult. Um, if, if you've talked to a pastor about it, you'll know it's so difficult to get people to share their faith. And seeing that this training didn't just prepare people, but actually um, gave them the confidence to get out there and actually part in their community. That was hugely impactful for me because we can have this event. You know, it's th- there are lots of the splash and dash events where you come, you have a big event, and you're gone. Right. And uh, you know, and this there's a sense in which that's what this was because we came, we had a big event, and then they move on. But but it's not like that because there was actually training invested over a period of time in these people. And they actually got engaged themselves in sharing their faith. So all the people that were took part in this, I know they're way more confident now in being able to share their faith with their friends, their local families. And so the impact of this event, it goes way beyond the seven students that came to Christ. It goes to all those believers who are trained and equipped to share their faith in their local communities. And I think that's, that's just going to have an impact for years to come. Amen, brother. We're very excited for the work that is taking place in the Orono, Maine area, and for the work that you're doing with Ratio Christi on campus. Let me say it the way you say it, Ratio Christi. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for partnering with us, brother. We, we appreciate the collaborative events and uh, efforts on your end, and we hope to continue to do some more work. I think we have something planned for next year, right? 
We are already starting the plans for it. Yes, sir. So make sure you keep us mindful of the things that we forgot or things we can improve upon. And uh, that'll make things go a lot smoother. And uh, keep us posted on how you're doing up there. All right. Well, thank you so much. It was great talking to you and look forward to uh, doing more with you guys in the future. Excellent. Thank you very much, my friend. All right, Ibrahim. You have a great day. Okay. See you. Bye. As always, friends, we're encouraged that you are listening to the show. And for those who support the work of Engage360, we want you to be encouraged in knowing that what you're supporting is meaningful. Friends, that was Travis Pelletier with Ratio Christi. And this is Ibrahim Inouye for Engage360. We're signing off. Take care and may God richly bless you.